Please declare with me. Say, I am I'm a spirit being created in God's perfect image and likeness. Though I live in the physical world, I am conscious of my spiritual identity in Christ Jesus. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in, in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself before me, and gave himself for me, his power, his grace, his capacity to take dominion and reign in life. And let you just say amen. amen. Put your hands together for Jesus and be seated. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, come with me with the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. We're taking our scripture there. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. I, I read from here, if you're there. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the privilege to learn at your feet. Thank you for interpretation. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for the victory in your word. And thank you for the glory of your word. Take honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Normally, what I do when I read a scripture, I try to open the scripture and from there take the journey. Praise the Lord. So, what I'm going to do this morning is what I like to draw your attention to that scripture. Praise the Lord. Paul was saying here, and he was talking to the Christian church. And there are two perspectives that I like you to uh, take to your heart in this scripture. One, Paul is telling us that that we get the understanding that though Christ, Paul is telling us that though Christ lived in the flesh. Christ lived in the flesh just like you and I. He was born as a baby. He grew up, lived a social life, a normal life. Though we know him as such. But we, however, experience him in the spirit. We no longer 
relate to him in the physical. We relate to him and experience him in the spirit. Praise the Lord. We do not experience Christ anymore physically. We experience him spiritually. That's why when we receive Christ into our life to be born again, we do not receive Christ in the physical being. We receive Christ in the spirit. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That was the first consign of Paul in that verse. The second understanding that Paul gave us in that verse is that we get is, is that though we live in flesh, but our true identity is in the spirit. Now, in the physical, the statistics of your identity could be your color, your height, your age, or everything that, is, that the eyes can see describes your identity. I want to say, please, uh, go to a pastor. Um, when you get to White House, you see a pastor, uh, a little bit um, smart and huge. So I want to drive, assuming I want to describe Pastor Dan now. Uh, huge and looking smart, dark in color. Uh -huh. That is physical identity. Praise the Lord. But Paul is telling us that, look, the real identity of, of a man is not the physical. It is spiritual. Now, our true identity is known who we are physically. Our true identity is who we are in the spirit. And that's why God relates to us in the spirit. Not in the physical appearance. When Samuel was asked to go and anoint a king in the family of Jesse, and when he got there, he was looking at physical appearance. And he saw the first son, Eliab, that was handsome, tall, and all that. And he was so outstanding in his looks that Saul, the man of God, was defeated and said, oh, it must be this one. Ah, this one is just the king. He has everything. Look at him. Look at his eyeballs. Look at his height. Look at his hair. Oh, so handsome. Praise the Lord. And God cautioned him and said, no, I don't look at the physical appearance for a man. I look at the heart. And the heart is the seat of the human spirit. Praise the Lord. So what Paul was telling us, there's two things Paul was telling us, look, we know Christ in the flesh, but we don't know him anymore in the flesh but in the spirit and that the identity of a man is not a function of a physical appearance but his spiritual that's why 
God's, God's promise can appear contrary to the physical surrounding or circumstances. Well, God does not identify us in our physical environment or circumstances. God relates to us in the spiritual. So when God makes promise, he makes promise to your spirit and not to your physical. So your physical surrounding, your physical circumstances can be totally contrary to what God is saying. But God is saying, because your, but your true identity is your spirit. And so what God is saying to your spirit is the true thing that you should identify with. So you can, you can be empty in your pocket. Your, 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 your bank account could be empty. And God will come to you and will say, oh, you this worthy man. And you look at yourself and say, where is the money? He made Gideon. He said, God, oh, they, thou mighty. Oh, wow, wow. God is saying, eh? God is saying, who are you talking about? Is it this man that has no family? The man that does not even know what to eat next? But at the end of the day, the Gideon not manifest. The mighty man, praise the Lord. When he called Abraham and said, Abraham, you are the father of nations. Then Abraham was father of nothing. Nothing. Praise the Lord. Because God was related to him in the spirit. His true identity in the spirit was that he is father of nations. But Abraham could not identify with that until he was made to identify. Until Abraham decided to be spirit minded. And then believe that yes, God is talking to his spirit man. And that yes, he is the father of nations. Until then... The promise of God in Abraham's life never manifested. You need to be spiritually minded to know what, who you are the next minute. That somebody seated here and you think that it's all over. And you think that you are, you, 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 you are just like this. You look at your father, look at your family. He said nothing. And look at your environment. Look at your academic. Look at everything. Nothing is showing. But I tell you, you are a great future. Something is ahead of you. This nation will know you for good. People will sing your praises. If somebody in the house shout a bigger amen. amen. Hallelujah. So when God speaks to you, He speaks to your spirit man. And you can be poor in the physical. And in the spirit man, you are blessed with all spiritual blessings. There is blessings, everything that pertains to life and godliness. Hallelujah. Now, that's just a tip of the iceberg. I, 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 I want to go into the three positions of our spirit. Praise the Lord. The three positions of our spirit. Number one, our spirit is in our body. So, within this physical tent, which is our body, there is a tenant called the spirit or the image of God, which is the 
the body, our, our life, praise the Lord, which is our true identity. So our spirit is first and foremost located in our body. So what is this? What is the, what is the implication of our spirit being located in our body? Why is our spirit located in our body? Praise the Lord. So now I tell you two reasons. Number one, uh, let me first of all read a scripture to that. Philippians chapter 1 verses 23 to 24. For I am hard pressed between the two having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here, Apostle Paul is talking to the Philippian church and says, though I had love be, I, I have love to be with Christ in the spirit. I have the love to be with Christ in it, but it is no more beneficial, it is more profitable for you to have me remain in the flesh so I can write more letters. So I can be a blessing to you. I can preach to you. I can counsel you. I can fellowship with you. Praise the Lord. So our spirit is located in our body so we can be able to experience the life of the spirit on earth. Our spirit is located in our body so that we can experience the life of the spirit on earth. If our spirit do not have a body, it will not be able to live on earth. Praise the Lord. So basically, Paul is saying without a body, his spirit cannot function here on earth. Please, take that baby out. Praise the Lord. Basically, Paul is saying without his body, his spirit cannot function here on earth. Without our body, our spirit has no legitimacy to function here on earth. God's divine order is that you must have a body to be on the physical world. That is the divine law. Even demons need flesh to operate. That's why you see demons possessing human body to operate. You see somebody being driven by a demonic spirit. When you are spirit minded as a believer, the devil can't come near your territory. God is a justified God. Everything he does is righteous. When he was there to visit the earth, 
He did not want to break his rule. He knew he needed the body to manifest himself on the earth. And then be a blessing to people, like Paul said. Though I want to be with Christ, but I, be, I, I believe I, 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 I'm sitting down here to be a blessing to you. So when God wanted to visit the earth to carry out an assignment, he, came, he needed a body. And he came in a body that is Jesus. Jesus was his physical body. Because he wanted to fulfill the law. That you can't be here without a body. So he came through the Virgin Mary and the person of Jesus, our God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Two reasons our spirit is located in our body. Number two. The reason our spirit is located in our body is such that we can be God's temple on earth. We can be God's temple on earth. Though he's in heaven, but he needs a medium. A representative. An ambassador of the heavenly kingdom. And that's why here, one of our uh, 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 payoff, one, that's what they call it in the public relations, a payoff line, is that we are raising kingdom ambassadors. A true representative of God. Praise the Lord. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20, the Bible said, Do you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? Who is in what? In you. Is in your body? <laughs> ah. Where are they? <laughs> Whom you have from God, for you were bought at a price. You are not just a, a horridly, a, 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 a haphazard package entity. You, you, you were bought with a price. And the price of a commodity spares the value of that commodity. Praise the Lord. You were bought with the highest price in heaven and the earth. So you are very pricey costly and valuable. Oh, you are priceless. You are too much. Come on, help me touch your neighbor and say I'm too much. There is no computer in the world that can, can, that can calculate the price your worth at which you were bought. No gold, no dollar, no euro, no currency can define your value. You are invaluable. You are pricey. You are costly. You are Gadagobodi Godo. 
Jesus Christ. I verse this morning. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Said therefore. He said, you were bought with a price. Eh? Then the second clause now says, because you were bought with a price, not just a price, a very high price. He said, therefore, glorify God in your body. Because your body is too much. Is there any Yoruba person here? You say too much. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because your, your body is too much. Hmm? My children. Glorify yourself in that your costly body. Glorify yourself. Eh? Value your body. And that's why in Christendom we, we preach what is called balance. Don't dress shabbily as if you are nobody. But don't dress as if you, you don't even know what you are doing. But dress decently. When you are walking on the road, walk like a gentle person. Don't walk anyhow. Can you imagine somebody... That is nonsense. Somebody say nonsense. nonsense. Touch on it, but say, say stop that nonsense. Oh, <laughs> when you walk on the road, you do like this. You walk. Yeah. Carry yourself well. Because you know who you are. The next person may not know who you are. Because your identity is not tangible. It's not physical. But it's what is probable. It is in you. It is inside you. Tell somebody, say, it's in me. Say, my greatness is in me. You may not see it. But when you see it tomorrow, you say you are great. You do not know. It has always been there. It's always there. I know. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is not just in our body. Is in our spirit. The Holy Spirit indwells our spirit. Our spirit indwells our body. And when the two come together in us, then God has a temple, a habitation. Hallelujah. Will ultimately and automatically become the embassy of God. And when you become Christ's embassy, God now has dom- I mean, now has the medium through which he can operate on earth for the benefit of the human race. 
Therefore, you are created and ordained to reign, to impact generations for God. You are a medium for God. You are an instrument in the hand of God. And therefore, nothing can take you out of his hand. Don't ever be afraid of somebody taking your life. Because your life is not just with you. Your life is injected and connected to God. Except if there is anything in the world that can, that, that can disconnect God. Then you can be afraid. But if God is still God and seated in heaven, then nothing is inimical to your life. Touch your neighbor. Are you hearing? Are you hearing? I praise the Lord. Hallelujah, somebody. God has always wanted human beings to have a body so that they could have the legitimacy to function on earth. Praise the Lord. That's why even the angels, when the angels have assignment that is so crucial that need to carry out physically, they put on human flesh. Because they can't come in their spirit being. They must come with their body. That's why sometimes you take a phone, or you can be walking on the road or something happens. Somebody has just come from somewhere and help you and you think it's another person. It's an angel. We meet angel every day. And that's why we say it's nice to people. Praise the Lord. I remember when there was a day uh, in, my, in, in, in those days, we are leaders in the church in Four Square, my former church. And so we go early, very early. So we, we own our, we put on our heater. We plug our heater. And in the process, they took light. And so we hurry, hurry, hurry. We forgot to off. The, the plug. Praise the Lord. When we came back, we saw that the, the kettle has dried up and had started to burn. Praise the Lord. And but it was switched off. Who did? Angel. Praise the Lord. I can tell you so many Instances where we have been practically angel walking. And I told you that demons sometimes they possess animals. There was a time somebody, one of my sister in law was sick and they wanted to take her life. And so she came to stay with us. Praise the Lord. That one that comes from Ghana. Then she was pregnant. In the middle of the night, we don't know what happened. By the time we woke up in the morning, we saw 21 cockroaches killed and dropped in the socket. We counted it 21. Who did? Who did? Angel. So, the angels come they, when they have something to do. When, when, when to, to, to carry out physically, they put on human flesh. Praise the Lord. 
and it could be anything. They could bloom like a child. They could come like a, a very beautiful or beautiful man. They can come. Don't think that all angels are always good looking. They can come with an ugly face. With all blonde hair, they are the mouth do like this. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But do not look at the physical. Always learn to treat people well. Because you don't know where you are meeting your angel. That's position number one. I, we rush number two and then three. I capitalize on that and then we round off. Praise the Lord. I said I was going to take us through three positions of the spirit. The one is located in our body. Number two, our spirit is joined to other believers. Our spirit is joined to other believers. Though we are saved and born again as individuals, God sees us as a family. Jesus prayed, I in you, you in me, we in them, they in and under. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There is a certain dimension of life you cannot experience except you have the understanding that you are together with other believers. The things that God can do in the midst of the people together, when the believers are together, they cannot do for an individual. Matthew 18 verse 20 says, He will manifest himself in our midst anytime we gather together in his name. That manifest together in our midst anytime we gather together in his name. You don't anytime you are alone. There's a blessing for being alone. There's a blessing for being together. Our spirit are joined together. God does not see believers as an individual. He sees us as Family. So we to see some people sometimes say, Yeah, as for me, don't need to go to church. I worship God in my heart. Ba 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 dash. You don't know nothing. I pray tell you there's no need of going to church. You don't know nothing. God that started church. Jesus was preaching from, from synagogue to synagogue. You think he didn't know what he was doing? Can you say, he said, some people say, ah, church is in the heart. Church is in the heart. Where is the heart? Is heart not in the body? Is the body not joined to other believers? Some people just say, concord their own doctrine. And they say things they don't know. Out of ignorance. You cannot abandon the body of Christ and say you are a true believer. Only mercy save you. Praise the Lord. But there are blessings you can never enjoy. Although you are saved. Praise the Lord. I like to make fast now. Mommy is already itching. Somebody is disturbing me here. So, Christianity is not, it's not an individualistic relationship. 
Christianity is not what? It's not an individualistic relationship. And Jesus says in John 13, verse 35, he said, by this, all we know that you are my disciples because you are together in love. So when our spirit is joined with other believers, we are strengthened to live a victorious life. Praise the Lord. So, position three. Our spirit is located in Christ. Our spirit is located in who? In Christ. And that means a lot. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, that is a lot. You just need to know. <laughs> Do you know you are a dual citizen? Touch your neighbor and say, stop that nonsense. Don't you know you are a dual citizen? Because our spirit is in Christ, wherever Christ is, we are there. Right there. Though you are seated here now, listening to me, you are still in heaven where Christ is seated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 2, 6 says, it says, and raise us up together. And made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Listen to me. When we are with him in heavenly places, okay, we are not, it's not that, okay, um, protocol. It's not that we are, protocol is standing here, it's not that they are standing together or we are seated together like this. We are in him. There is no two chairs there. Just one chair. The ultimate chair. In heaven and the earth. Do you know what? You are seated on it. Listen to me. Even right now. No, I am not talking about something you try. Please, don't try. It's not something you are trying to imagine. I'm saying it is happening right now. When we are in Christ, it is our spirit that is in Christ. So your spirit is not only in your body, it is also in Christ. 
on earth, our throne is in Christ, in heavenly places. Relax. Now, I want you to get the understanding. I never got round to understand when, even before I got, I got this grip of the scriptural interpretation. I never, I really, I never really, you know, felt, you know, justified or felt comfortable. When people say they want to pray over an issue and it takes a month, say, I'm still praying about it. So I'm going to pray about it. I want to seek the face of the Lord. And then you must fast seven days or even 21 days. Or you must fast three days. I know you can fast. There's nothing wrong with fasting. Please, don't get me wrong. And people say, look, I want to go to mountain to pray. I want to go to in Oshun State, in Abuja. I have my friend, some, most of the time, well, when I call him, he lives in Abuja, he's no more. He just passed away last week. I call him, we say, he's, ah, he's on the mountain, here in uh, whatever. He's always moved from one to no, I'm sorry, I'm not. Uh, where is the mountain higher than you? Which mountain? Jesus said that the time is, that has come, that there's no more saying that mountain, this mountain, this mountain. You are the highest mountain. Your temple is the highest mountain. When people go to matter to pray, they pray to where you are seated. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, if you have if you have the understanding of your sitting position in heavenly places, you just this is um Ketuna. If you're talking now, not to hear me. Not to hear me. If you say you are going to matter, you even make yourself distance from God hearing you. I'm seated with him. I don't need any other thing. We talk, we talk, I talk, I want to eat. What can I eat? He answer me. And conversation with God, when we understand our position, is just like you and I talking. There's no special fasting to hear from God. You only need to know the understanding of where you are. You are seated in him. So it's a direct communication. You have a direct communication. And it's not even distant. It's a close, direct communication by your sitting position. Praise the Lord. And if you got that, then you know that when you open your mouth to talk, if only you know who is talking through your spirit if only you know through whom your spirit is talking 
when you say something, it's final. And that's why the Bible says, you shall speak the word and it shall be established. That is the status of God. When God speaks, it's settled. So now, when you live the life in the spirit to control the physical, when the situation around you is rough, What do you do? You dive into the spirit realm. It's not far. It's there. Now listen to me. You know where some people get it wrong? Heaven is not the physical location. The Bible teaches about three levels of heaven. One is physical that we can see with our eyes. This one you can see. The other two are non-physical. The second one is where the demons and powers operate. But the highest level of the spiritual realm is where you are seated. That's where you are. So, heaven, listen to me, heaven it's not a physical location. Heaven is a spiritual dimension. What did I say? Heaven is a spiritual dimension of life. You can shift to it now and then shift out. You have a direct contact. So, do you know when God called, Bible said, God called Abraham out of heaven. And you think, oh, he was seated there. Abraham. So he was calling from heaven. It is a spiritual dimension of life. Praise the Lord. So when God called Abraham, it was a pool. A kind of pool to himself. Look, come closer. And spoke to him. He needed that pool because he was not spiritually minded. When God called Abraham, he was with him. He was not sitting somewhere and then located in heaven. Heaven is a spiritual dimension of life. And as a believer, you can enter into it and come out as you like. When you want to seek God, you enter into it. Discuss with God one on one. Can be walking on the road. You are you are talking with God. Praise the Lord. That is when you are spiritually minded, living the spirit filled life. Praise the Lord. Just this on their way. So if you know your heavenly sitting position. You know that you have direct access to God. Ephesians 1 20 says, which he walked in Christ 
when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality. You are seated in the apex, in the pinnacle of God's kingdom that is above all kingdoms. You are not just in the kingdom, you are seated in the pinnacle. The kingdom is above all kingdoms. And you are even in the kingdom that you are in, you are seated in the apex. If you have this understanding, then evil can't come near you. You are not in the same category. You are not in the same category. Let's just look at it now. Um, all those area boys, these area boys, you, do, do you, can you see, can they be so crazy and so mad to even go to Alausa and begin to molest people in the office of the governor? Let's, let's look at Is it possible? That's ordinary. It's not what look. When here, be like coconut here, so. Praise the Lord. So now think of God's kingdom, God's circuit, where God is. You are there. Where which goes go find you now? They are on the second heaven. You are on the third and final heaven. And you are not just in the, on the top final heaven, you are in the Kobiko. Have you fly a plane before? You know, when you enter a plane like this, as you enter a plane like this, here is the Kobiko of the, uh, of the flight, uh, you know, whatever, captain. And then you go, uh, you pass first class and then enter economy. Praise the Lord. Now we are now saying that you are not just on the plane. You are not just on the plane. You are not even in the first class. You are in the Kobiko where the flight is, where things are decided. Where issues are discussed and decisions taken. So when you look around you and things are not working to your favor, then remind yourself where you are seated. And decree a thing, and it shall be established. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All I'm saying is that our spirit location in our body makes us the temple of God. Number two. Our spirit location with other believers allows Christ to manifest himself here on earth and do things for us that he wouldn't do if we are alone. And three, our spirit location in Christ gives us a seat in heavenly places. I decree for somebody, your tomorrow is better. No power can temper with you. I declare you untouchable. Amen. Look, you will move and you will move in freedom. Amen. 
I destroy the powers that are tempting, that are facing you right now. I declare that you receive the capacity to operate in the sitting position in heaven. I declare that you are lifted above your enemies. I declare that the mark of God is speaking upon you. Though you bear the mark of Christ, let no man trouble you. No more trouble for you. No more temptation. Every power that trying to destabilize you will fall for you. There is anointing on your tongue. From today, everything you say against your enemy shall come to pass. Whatever you decree, you will receive the fruit. Take the bold step and decree things around you. You will receive the answer. It is well with you. I declare a quickened spirit that can delve into the spiritual realm and I can take dominion over the physical. Begin to rule your world. Begin to dictate to your world. What you say is what is done. When you stand up in your family to speak, nobody will challenge you. When you are with your contemporaries and you make a decision, they will listen to you. You speak concerning this nation, they will hear you. When important decisions are to be taken, you will be called upon. They will call you the solution giver. But the excellent spirit is operating in you. You are not just ordinary, you are fantastic, you are wonderful, you are glorious, you are wonderfully and fearfully made. You are more than conqueror. Somebody shout amen. Shout a bigger amen. Yes, you are blessed in Jesus' name.